We're just going to think about this story of Joseph just briefly. How many of you know the musical version of Joseph, the Android Webber stage play, Joseph and his amazing? If I'm honest, that's the way I learned this, this story, probably more than the Bible. And I was thinking about this this morning, and if you've ever seen the musical theatre version, it puts quite a shiny spin on what's actually quite a dark story. Isn't it? You know, um, in, in the musical version of Joseph, it's kind of quite jokey and the brothers aren't very, um, aren't very kind to him, but it's kind of a big joke and they sing a couple of songs and he goes off and he has a few minutes in prison and then, um, you know, everything kind of works out in the end and it's all singing and dancing and it's all done in two hours. But actually the story of Joseph took years and years and it takes a number of chapters in the Bible. We don't have time to read it. We, that's why we put the, the video version, but you can find it in the book of Genesis and it starts in chapter 37, and then it goes on for quite a few chapters after that. I've got three quick questions. Can you put the first slide up for me? We've been doing a series called Changes That Heal, and this is very much part of that. But my first question is, why did Joseph's brothers hate him so much? Why did Joseph's brothers hate him so much? Now, I just want to think about that. Verse 3 of Genesis, I'm just going to read you one verse, two verses. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. Because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and couldn't speak a kind word to him. So one of the reasons, the key reasons that Joseph was so hated by his brothers wasn't really Joseph's fault at all, was it? Whose fault was it? It was his father's fault. His father, for whatever reason, showed such favoritism to this one of his 12 sons that um, everybody, and, and he made it so obvious. And he demonstrated his love, his extra special love for Joseph so much that he bought him this fancy coat. That's a bit like, you know, your parents coming home and saying, I've bought, what, what I bought you, I spent loads of money on you. If it, in my house, that would be something like, I've bought you a new computer or I've bought you a new um, game console or something just because I love you and you're very special more than any of your other brothers or sisters. Now, I don't know many parents who would risk that. How many parents here, by the way, have been accused of favoritism by their children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, there's a difference between treating your kids as they need to be treated and everyone's different and everyone's special and everyone's unique. And there's, that, that's, that's one way of, of, of parenting. You know, sometimes you have to do things differently. But this kind of favoritism, this kind of, you are my special one, you are more loved than your brothers and sisters, that's pretty toxic, isn't it? And so I don't think this was part, I don't think all of this was Joseph's fault. Although, if we're honest and we read the, the, we read the Bible accounts, Joseph didn't handle it very well either. It's... It, Nowadays, you might say he was a bit of a spoiled brat. He was a bit of a show-off. He used to tell tales on his brothers. And he then had these dreams, and he boasted about these dreams. He said, I've had these dreams that one day I'm going to stand before you, and you are all going to bow down to me. What do you think about that, you brothers? Can't imagine that going down very well. So Joseph didn't handle it with perhaps the maturity that he might have done. Um, I've got a question for you. I want you to turn to the person next to you, um, and, and, we'd have, and whatever way this is appropriate, so if you've got kids with you, have this conversation with them. Just put the next slide up for me. The question is, how has favoritism affected you? Has there been any ways, or how would it affect you? Because favoritism's a thing. It isn't just in families, is it? Could, favoritism goes on in the workplace. Favoritism goes on in school sometimes, we think. How has favoritism... Just have a chat for a minute with the person next to you. If you can think of any ways in which favoritism has affected you in your life or in your, or in your family or in your work.
Okay, just be bringing those conversations to a close. And I've got another question to ask you in a moment. So we've worked out, we've worked out that the reason Joseph's brothers hated him so much was mainly due to his father's favoritism. And so the, the story moves on and you know, you, you heard what happened. Joseph's brothers ended up selling him into slavery. He's in this strange land. He's a long way from home, probably quite frightened and sold to be a slave or a servant to a rich man called Potiphar. And what, do you remember in the video, what happened to Joseph every time he got into a difficult situation? Can you remember? It was a quick summary. What happened, Annabelle? Fantastic. It seems like every difficult situation Joseph ended up in, the person in charge liked Joseph so much that they immediately or very quickly gave him a, a job or a responsibility. And so when he was in Potiphar's house, he quickly became in charge of Potiphar's um, household. And it says that he worked hard and he served faithfully and God was with him. And that happened in Potiphar's house and then it happened in prison. And eventually it happened in the, the whole of the country of Egypt. You see, Joseph always seemed to try to do the right thing, even though it seems like the people around him often weren't doing the right thing and he had to be very patient we didn't really cover it but there's a story about when Joseph is in prison and he ends up interpreting the dreams of two people who work for Pharaoh and he gets it right and one of them says I'll get you out of here when I get back to Pharaoh and he goes back to Pharaoh and what happens he completely forgets and Joseph's in prison for another two years never mind two hours on the West End stage two years in prison singing close every door to me. you know that's all very heart 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 rending and all that but this was two years in prison waiting for a guy who said he'd get him out to forget until finally Pharaoh has weird dreams and then the guy gets out you see I think Joseph had a decision to make when he was in these difficult times and we all have difficult times we all have stressful things that are going on and times that we don't know what to do and we have a choice in those circumstances the question the choice is do I get sad and grumpy and blame God or do I choose to trust him and be patient and see what I'm going to learn on this journey now that's an easy thing to say but it's not necessarily an easy thing to do and some of us have had long journeys and some of us are still in the middle of long journeys and some of us have to make that choice daily don't we you know, we've had that in our lives, different challenging circumstances and different situations, things that have been going on when we've had to say, look, God, this is really hard, but we're going to choose to trust you. And so my next question for you is, can you put that? I'm so sorry. I put the next slide up. The next one. Um, the question is, when do you find it hard to be patient? So I want you to turn to the person next to you. Now, you can answer this on any level that you feel that you want to answer it on, Okay. You might want to, but when is it that you find it, or people in your family, when do you find it the hardest to be patient and wait for something to come? So just have a couple of minutes chatting to one another about that. When do we find it hard to be patient?
Is there anybody who can't think of any time when they... When they, when they <laughs> can't think of any time when I find it hard to be patient. Okay, great. Well, you're doing real with this, really well with this, and I'm nearly done, and we've got one more question. I've got one more question for you in a moment. Okay, but the story moves on. As you know, again, I, I did say we're whistling through this story this week, and it's really interesting, actually, because um, we've been talking in our grown-up series about um, changes that heal, and we've been talking about relationships and how, how to have healthy relationships, and I think this story speaks right into the middle of that. There's a lot going on in this story, and we're going to, if you've missed those talks in the past couple of weeks, um, you can catch up online, and we're carrying on with that series next week as well. At the end of this story, we read that Joseph eventually, after a bit of testing, reconciled with his brothers. His brothers in, in, in actually found that they hadn't got any food, and so the famine had affected them, and they had to travel to Egypt, where Egypt had been storing up food. They didn't know it was Joseph, of course, and so they did indeed find themselves absolutely as it was in the dream that he had told them when he was a boy, with them all on their knees begging for food before this great guy, although they didn't know it was their brother, Joseph. Okay, they didn't recognize him. And Joseph had another choice to make then, didn't he? I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being Joseph, having been effectively, not quite killed, but sold off to be a slave all those years before? And all of a sudden, all these brothers are in front of you, and Joseph has a choice to make. Is it going to be revenge, or is it going to be reconciliation? What's it going to be, revenge or reconciliation? I mean, in many ways, you think he probably, re revenge would have probably felt good, wouldn't it? They, they had been so unkind to him as a young, when he was young. I mean, he easily had the opportunity to repay them. He could throw them into prison. He could have them killed. He was the second most powerful man in Egypt. He could have done whatever he wanted with them. And to be honest, they probably would have deserved it. He had the power to put them in jail. He had the power to send them home without any food where they'd probably die. Or he could make a choice to reconcile. And I've got a question, which isn't in the Bible story, but it's my imagination, right? When do you think Joseph actually forgave his brothers? When did Joseph make the choice? And you just have a think about it because I don't think there's an answer because I didn't read it in the Bible. I'm just using my imagination now. Okay. At some point along the way, Joseph chose to forgive his brothers for all of the pain and all of the hurt that they caused him as a young man. Now, you could say that that choice was made right there and then in the room, and maybe that's true. I suspect that he would have had to work that through sometime before then. I suspect that he couldn't have risen up to be the guy that he was going to be if he hadn't have resolved and come to terms with some of the issues and the pain and the disappointment and the heartache that he had to live through as a young man. I suspect that he wouldn't have been the balanced individual capable of rising up and leading the whole of a nation through a, an economic food program without having at least made a choice somewhere along the way, maybe daily, maybe in those long, dark nights in prison, to let it go. Because forgiveness is one of those things where you feel like it's about the other person, but really it's about you, isn't it? When somebody's been so horrible to you, you want to get revenge, you want to pay them back. And actually he had to make that choice that he was going to let forgiveness go. And I suspect, I can't tell you that this is in the Bible, this is just my own my own thoughts, but I suspect that somewhere along the way, and probably daily, 
or certainly regularly, Joseph would have had to keep making the decision to forgive his brothers and let it go. Because honestly, it's the only healthy way to move forward when you've been in such pain. And some of us might have that going on for us right now as well. And maybe Joseph, I mean, actually, Joseph got the chance to see his brothers and to speak to them, but maybe that would have never have happened. Sometimes we have to forgive people and we'll never see them again. And we'll never get the chance to tell them we forgive them, but we just have to let it go anyway. But Joseph made this choice, didn't he? It could have been revenge or it could have been reconciliation. And Joseph chose reconciliation. And I just think that's a wonderful story and a great example because actually Joseph had the heart of God and because of that his family was saved and because of that a nation was saved and as he said in the video that was part of God's story and that's something that we need to choose to think about as well now you've sat really brilliantly kids and in just a few minutes we're going to be doing some activities but first we're going to sing again so why don't we stand up together because there is a song and actually you guys who are doing the actions I'd love you to come um, and show me you'll know this one and it's a gentle song but it's called You're Always With Me